Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures, with your choice of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf or go to topgolf.com. Summer skates, shower shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Chet's Pizza, with six different styles of pizza, eight different types of crust, to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota, earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. Metro by T-Mobile. Go to MetroByTMobile.com to find your perfect plan, all of which come with the power of T-Mobile's 5G network. M-Drive, our boost and burn is especially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at MDriveForMen.com. University, strengthen your faith and your game at Liberty.edu. Koreans and Sweets. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at DruryHotels.com. And by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event, concert at Allegiant Stadium, or at the restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's time for analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you today from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Ha, ah, Paul, analytics and eyeballs. It's about numbers. It's about what we're seeing tonight. I thought we would discuss what's going on in NCAA hockey because there's been some rule changes there are a number of players that are competing, as we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now, in what I think is the best junior uh, collection of players ever in the United States all at one time. So how are you, first of all? Uh, we're swampy here tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been, a for the first time really all summer, it's been a couple of swampy days here. But you Are you know. talking humidity or rain or yeah. both? Yeah, yeah, both. Yeah. Nice. It actually was windy enough overnight. It kind of pulled away my uh, uh, outside table umbrella. I didn't even realize it was happening. It was overnight. I don't know what the heck was going on. but Well, get the servants to get on that, will you? Can't have that happen. Well, I'll send him here because I don't have any. <laughs> I did. I sent, I sent my son over on the other side of the fence to get it. <laughs> nice. I love it. Well, as I said in the open, um, it is crazy because things are actually starting to happen with the NCAA, at least on the rules side of things a little bit. I know you've looked at a lot closer than I have, so I'm uh, going to defer to you on that. I've seen a few things that interest me and a few things that uh, I know would interest Coach Powers, I think, in the fact of uh, overtimes and how how things are done. But Well, uh, okay. I don't know if I would <laughs> quite put it that way yet. 
Um, well, we know his love for overtimes and ties. Yeah, well, we that we understand. <laughs> and by the way, uh, Coach Powers did email me today for those listening, and he's on vacation this week, but he said that he would like to come on the show sometime next week, and nice. we have confirmed that we'll have the strength and conditioning coach from Air Force joining us next Tuesday night. Okay. We also have Chris Bay from Magnus Mayhem um, on the on the docket somewhere. And I'm I guess whatever to, night, uh, whatever night, Coach Powers doesn't come on, right? Yeah, and then we're working on uh, Lindenwood as well. So I'm getting prepared for a couple of things because I'm going to start uh, this Monday building the uh, the little preview that I'll do for our NCAA team. So hopefully, I get Lindenwood's done as I come back from Detroit, uh-huh. and uh, Monday morning I can sit down with Coach Zombo and get a feel for, you know, I mean, it's just it's just that it's a preview. But I think August is a good time to do a preview because then once they get on the ice in September, we we can start to refine it, see how uh, the teams are going to actually uh, play out. Well, listen, um, yeah, we, we, we have our thoughts. And, you know, obviously, um, as it gets closer and closer to the end of September, when, 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 when the coaches actually get to physically look at the players on the ice, you know, things will change. But, um, you know, we're, we're kind of in that hurry up and wait period now. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, but it's sneaking up really, really fast. It always and does. That, yeah, it does. Um, the, the beauty of it is, um, we've got seven teams this year to cover. So there's, uh, uh, we'll have more things to look at, more people to look at, more things to remember. Um, we'll yeah, have to be a little bit more organized. But uh, the teams will be traveling to see us. And, um, you know. Really? That, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like They're the going to come to see. Well, listen, I understand they have to come and kiss the ring and the whole routine over there. I mean, well, they're, yeah. they're yeah. not coming here. Well, a couple of them are coming to uh, Long Island, I think. Yeah, but not for me. They might be going to Denver <laughs> to see you, but they're not coming here for me. I have uh, no ring for them to kiss. I'm just a peasant. Uh, anyway, okay, peasant. Uh, let's let's dig into this thing with the NCAA. You saw the uh, the uh, email or whatever it was that came out with the changes. So uh, let's dig into it. What did you see when you opened that that email? And uh, you saw there were changes coming in NCAA hockey. What's the first thing that jumped out of Paul Hornstein? Well, here's one of the things that uh, you know that that we're that we're going to see here. They're they're actually taking away the automatic game misconduct. Yeah, I like that. From behind, boy, do I like or, that quote. Contact to the head. Um, I think they finally saw it coming from a combination of two different ways. Players are much more careful now. And they've kind of gotten used to the call. Uh, and I get that. Um, whether or not that's you know, that's probably the main reason. The secondary reasons have to be um, 
honestly, when you're watching a replay and you're going frame by frame by frame, you're you're at a point where all right that's enough you know some of the contact is incidental you know yeah, if, you break all, it, if you break it down frame by frame paul like you're mentioning almost everything looks like a major penalty yeah i mean we already know it's already a penalty for leaving your feet to hit somebody i honestly don't think that gets called enough but that's just me um, I, I, I think that happens more than people think. And I just think that, and I'm not saying the officials ignore it. It's just harder to tell with the human eye, because obviously when there's big collisions, both players leave their feet. Sure. And it's happening at a high rate of speed normally, a very high rate of speed. So, um, you know, I, I still suspect that that uh, the majority of, I mean, you know, the, my guess is they probably will look at certain things, um, no matter what. Like anything that has to do with something by the boards will probably get looked. But at least it's not automatic. Yeah, that and that's, that's... at least it's not automatic. Right, because that ties the officials' hands. If uh, if it's an automatic penalty and they're going to call a five-minute major, the, the game goes with it. And, you know, I've seen this, and I'm sure you have too, but uh, one of the biggest examples I saw was in the uh, West Regional this year. Um, Michigan Tech, Western Michigan, I can't remember. Was it Western that was here? Yeah, I think um, it was Western. Um, anyway. One of the Michigan teams that was playing UMD, maybe it was Tech, um, their leading scorer uh, took a penalty. I'm not saying that it wasn't or, or was not. You mean Ronnie Attard? Was that who it was that I, took I the think penalty? it was. Okay. Whoever it was, they took a penalty checking from behind, and I'm not saying it was or wasn't worthy of a, uh, of a uh, game misconduct, but that's a one-and-done tournament. And if it was not deemed that – but it was just an automatic penalty because it was a five-minute major, um, and he's gone, that that affects their chances and their season. It could be over, and it was over. Not to say that that, but, but keeping him in the game, it would have changed the outcome, but but it's taking, it's taking it out of the player's hands and putting it in the officials or, quote-unquote, the rules' hands. And I, I just think that, you know, if you want to add the game because of a violent hit, after you look at it on replay, fine, go ahead and do it. It's deserving. But you may find out that it wasn't as bad as you thought, and by not attaching that automatic game misconduct, you're going to find out that uh, you're keeping guys in the game. Five minutes is still a pretty severe penalty. Oh, but of for, course. For I mean, kid, you know, and if that happens a couple of times, then it's a, it's a stack on, right? So the more you get, the more time you're going to miss. Yeah, well, I also find that uh, um, you you almost tend to get makeup calls. Yeah. Just yeah. subconsciously when one team gets a player thrown out of a game. It, it always seems like 
and listen, we don't watch every minute of every game. But, oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm not you. I don't, you know, I get it. Um, anyway, but the fact of the matter mean. is, it's almost human nature. And I think uh, it just tends to happen that way. Whether or not uh, it's intentional or not, I just think it does. Because I've seen it enough. So. Well, what ends up happening is, as an official, you're taught not to do that. But, but like you say, in the subconscious, uh, you're going like, oh, my goodness, what if, what if my call was not the right call? And I got to even things up. Or what if my call. Well, uh, well you know. You, you know this too. There's a situ- you know, there's it's it's referees by their nature don't want to be the reason why at least superficially why a team loses a game. Yeah, exactly. So the subconscious will take over. And you were just seeing, I just noticed that it seemed like if one team got one, it almost always followed later in the game by the other team getting. Yep. yep. In I most cases, you. not all. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so your eyeballs told you that was the first thing you saw. What was the second thing you saw on these NCAA rule changes? Um, I think they're, they're, they're changing the, the offside rule. So the skate does not have to touch the blue line. Well, they're changing it to the NHL rule, which means where if the it. skates over the plane of the blue line, they're onside. Right. I like that. Uh, I all these are great if you have the technology to make sure that they have the right camera angles. Yep. So that's which what you have, is you know, suspect in a lot of uh, college arenas. Well. I mean, you you have to. I mean, we know not that the new multi-purpose arena because that's not at the Chuck Box Center. No, that not at the Chuck Box Center, and that's <laughs> what we're calling it until they come out with their own. Until oh, the school says something differently, I'm calling it the tonight, Chuck Box folks. Center. It broke tonight, folks. The Chuck Box. Center. No, no, no. I've been using that on Twitter for the last few days. I know, but you broke it on the show tonight, so I like. Right, that. I'm I'm calling it the, the Chuck, Chuck Box, Box Center. Center until. Wow. Probably University have rights tomorrow now. Well, <laughs> maybe who knows? But that's what I'm calling it until told otherwise. So they'll get over it. it. Do you get free burgers when you go there? Or? Um, not the Just last time I went, but I wasn't coupon? doing this the last time I went either. I no, wasn't no, calling I'm talking it. About when you go to the new Chuck Box Center, will you get like a coupon for a burger or something? Uh, I don't. I don't know. You should be actually going to the Chuck Box to get your burger, but that's another story. Well, that's what I mean. I thought maybe when you came into the Chuck Box Center, they gave you a coupon to go to the Chuck Box and get a burger. Oh my God! They, they, the lines would be the lines are are enormous now. I can't even imagine with an extra five thousand coupons for. <laughs> holy smokes! And bring cash because they don't take anything else. <laughs> I love um, it. So I love it. Okay, but, so uh, so the offside. Your so we have that. that. Like you said, other than technology, do you like the idea of it? I like the idea. Anything that makes it less dependent on a call, 
I'm all for. Yeah, does that? Uh, I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Uh, I, let's I think, just put it this way. I, I think it, when you it might be it, a. Let's put it this way. Re- it's pro- it's probably a slight opening up of the rules. Yeah. To allow yeah. less offsides and more goals, because the only time you're going to call it is if you give up a goal. Right. It's the only time you're yeah. going to challenge that. But I, I think that's. I think it's a legitimate case. I don't see that. I never did see the reason why the skate blade had to be touching it. If that imaginary plane goes straight up, if you're onside, you're onside. If you're offside, you're offside, whether the skate's touching it or not. Well, we're, we're also kind of used to that sort of thought process with football. Sure. If yep. the football breaks the plane of the goal line, it's a touchdown. Yep. So, I mean, it's not, it's not that weird a rule change where people are like, what? Yeah, no, but it's no. a good one. Okay. Especially what if you put it that way. See? What did your eyeballs tell you was next? Um, they're tweaking the, the, uh, video process. Okay. Uh, coaches, well, coaches have to request a challenge for reviewable situations. Now, uh, goaltender contact offsides, high sticking the puck, which leads to a goal. Any unsuccessful challenge costs the team their timeout. And any challenge after that is a two-minute delay game penalty. Ooh, that, that's – yeah, that's going to make the coach think once or twice before uh, before making that call to get it reviewed or looked at. Um, now, listen, how this changes the games, how the, the coaches do it in practice, but um, I think that uh, this is a good – a good deal. Um, I wish they had put a time limit in how long a review can can get to take, but that was uh, not adopted or even voted on in by the rules committee. Uh, a, a rule, by the way, that I would all be for. <laughs> now, you want to extend the time for, say, an NCAA tournament game or a conference tournament game? T-C-H-A. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I would, you know, I would say if your rule is a minute, you want to make it two minutes or two and a half minutes in a postseason. Okay, two and a half minutes is not horrible. Right. Um, a couple of hours, on the other hand, is you know whatever. Um, but I, I, I think this is good. I think this will cut down on the challenges. I could be wrong. I could absolutely 100% be wrong. Let's hope it cuts down on the challenges because that's the last thing you want to do in a hockey game is slow down the flow. Yeah, I mean, you want the game to go. You don't want to sit here and be like, uh, and it's not like you'll get extra people at the concession stands because it'll be in the middle of the period and you're not, it's not like you're uh, right. Yeah, you know you want to keep people at, at the concession stands, but uh, you know, uh, I think that um, you know that that's anything that cuts down on the challenges is good. Now, does this end up being that? Who knows? 
Yeah, we won't know. Time will we tell. We won't know till the game start. Yep, time will um, tell. Okay, so what else did your eyeballs tell you on the uh, rules changes? Well, now it has to, basically um, the shootout rule is in effect if the host school's conference uses shootouts. Okay, stop right there. What happens if the host school is an independent? Um, that's a really good question. I would Does assume it'll be up the, to the. Well, my the guess would coach? be, my guess would be that those schools would have to declare ahead of time. Well, let me ask you this: What if you're playing at said independent school and they have right. a particular? referee or officials agreement with a certain conference will that well, come to play it might but we only know as far as we know that's only one school this might be a good question to ask other said coaches <laughs> right <laughs> i love the way we go around things uh, but I, I i also say that those schools said independent schools the five of them Hold on a minute. Are there five? You've got five now? You've counted? Well, two Alaskas, ASU, Lindenwood, and LIU. Yep. Yep. Nobody else? Oh, yeah. Well, until Stonehill actually, you know, (laughs) say, puts out a schedule. (laughs) That's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. Um, But Uh, I'm sure even they, with their one announced D1 recruit. um, Which, by the way, you had a little influence in, I think. I had no influence in that. <laughs> you just had your fingers crossed? What? That that player would get... Well, get no, I, I just... I just was in conversation with his advisors. Okay. Okay. Um, well, well, that's a whole other topic. We'll get into that. I'd love Anything to get into that on one night. Front before we end the uh, first half of the well, show tonight. once again, I would say that the independent schools will probably have to announce before they they play, you know, before the what season the starts, rules gonna be. Right. what their overtime rules are going to be at home. I'm certain yeah. of that. I'm certain of that. So we know one school is going to have shootouts. Mm, I like it. I like it. What school is that? Um, well, that would be the real maroon and gold team because we know how that we know how Coach Powers loves those ties. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, okay. By the way, I, I've changed. I've revised my plan a little bit for the start of the season. I'm going to see Minnesota and Lindenwood on October 1st, and Arizona State and Minnesota Duluth on October 2nd because. Uh, I want to see what uh, Rick Zombo's got up his sleeve against the Gophers, and I really want to see if Maddie Nyes is for real. Um, well, you'll probably see that, whether it's for real or not, coming <laughs> up in a few weeks. <laughs> a few weeks? I'm going to see him in a couple of days. Yeah, but that's that, that's not when the tournament is. Yeah, I know. But I, I got a feeling he's uh, he's jacked up to do whatever whatever he wants to do. Well, of course, but 
You All know, right. Any, anything else on the, well, the rules front that we need see. to get let's, to? Let's see. Let's let's see the rules thing here. Let's we're just kind of going through it here. Um. They did say that if the if a defensive team touches the puck while it's delayed offside, um, they're not they're 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 going to eliminate that rule. And that's a for sure. Well, that's what it says. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not even sure I'm explaining that right, but, um, anyway, uh, okay. that's, that's, anything else? Well, all right. Well, I was going to say, let's, we could take the break and, and, and no, talk about this, but, but let's wrap up the rules first. All right. Um, so this was not passed yet. And. They are talking about the pairwise. Um, and currently in men's hockey, it's all—it's a little bit—it's—it's—it's it's, it's almost basically any any game that goes into overtime is almost useless in the pairwise because, however, they figure out the math of overtime games. It's a 55 for the winner and 45 split for the loser. And now I'm not a math expert. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> um, and I am far from a math expert, but I'm enough of a math expert to know that what they use in women's hockey at 67 at two thirds and one third, that's a big difference. Right. And that would, would change. That. that would change. Basically. That would definitely have an effect on the pairwise as one website here says that 55, 45 split basically would not have changed the pairwise at all or didn't change the pairwise at all. If they'd switched them all the ties. So what's the heck in the hence sense in having the rule? Exactly. Exactly. Makes no sense. And they get it right in women's hockey. That, you should get something for the win. You shouldn't get a total loss. Right. But you, you should get actually something out of winning. Yep. Totally agree with you on that. Um, and that would probably it's not gonna change the top ten. But it definitely will probably change the final six or the final five. Or make it more interesting. And you'll see less teams playing for overtime. In those final two minutes of games. Sure. Although maybe, although maybe not, because you know, getting a third is still of whatever pairwise numbers is involved with the math is still better than nothing, right? If you lose in regulation, so those are the rule things. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we've got more USA Hockey. Uh, junior camp to talk about i leave tomorrow morning very early um and we'll be heading that direction 
Um, and you've got some breakdowns for us. You kind of figured out the key to what the 22 and the 23 teams may look like. So we'll get to that in just a few minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom bill kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. analytics and eyeballs welcome back in folks this is the uh, monday night show where we analyze with uh, the analytics and the numbers as well as our eyeballs scott strandy with you tonight in denver colorado my co-host paul hornstein out on long island new york we just spent the first half of the show 
reviewing some of the NCAA rule changes that have been uh, adopted and presented and will be uh, put into to, uh, play this season. Paul, it's time to talk about USA Hockey again. I know maybe people are getting sick of this, but boy, oh boy, I, I can't tell you enough, folks. Uh, if you ever want to see top caliber junior hockey, uh, you need to see what's going on in Plymouth, Michigan. I'm going to see it with my own eyeballs on uh, Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, and maybe even a little bit Saturday morning as uh, these teams prepare. There's 60 players that have uh, been invited to the National Junior um, Evaluation Camp. And the uniqueness part of this, folks, is it's the 22 team. Um, which had their, their games canceled, uh, postponed um, last December, and the 23 team, which will play their games as scheduled, their games, sorry, as scheduled this December. So uh, two teams put together. I'm going to see them face off against each other in a couple of scrimmages, and uh, can't wait. Paul, well, you did some figuring today. You did some looking, you did some researching, well, you did some calculating. What did you come up with? Well, I don't know if it's calulating. I just, you know, <laughs> basically just said, Comparing I, I have to sit here. Numbers? I have to sit down and I have to figure out <laughs> as much as I can, which players are definitely only eligible for the tournament in a couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. Great there's only place one, to start. Well, there's only one of the seven goalies. Okay. That is eligible for only August. And that is? Um, that gentleman's name is Remington Keppel from Des Moines in the USHL. Okay. Um, I'm sure he's committed somewhere, but I don't know where it is because that's above and beyond my pay grade. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I could look it up, but he's the only one that won't have a chance to play in both. Okay. Okay. Um, so that takes most, care of the goaltender part of things. Well, and the only goalie that's actually been drafted already is Tyler yeah. Uslick, who was drafted uh, this year by the Florida Panthers in the sixth round from the National Development Team program. Okay. Um, I expect uh, CC recruit Caden and Barrico to get a long look not just because of the coaching situation but um, you know he's been on Team USA already so they're probably you know not just Chris Mayotte being familiar with Caden uh, you know that the program is itself and by the way that's Paul, a little bit of an advantage Aspen, Aspen Colorado yeah I noticed that yeah. Okay. Just throwing it out. No, I get it. I, I get it. You're <laughs> making sure we got those pom poms going. Um, only six of the twenty defensemen are August only, but I can't imagine that at least three of those players are def. I mean, one of them is even likely to be the captain. I right. Mean, I mean, I'd be shocked if Brock Faber or Tyler Clevin are not wearing letters, especially Faber. You wouldn't be the only one that would be shocked at that, I can tell you that. 
okay, who's not only played in the 2021 World Juniors, also played in the Olympics for Team USA. So I, I'd be shocked if he's not on, if he's not wearing a letter. And I'll be shocked if Tyler Clevin is not wearing one of the other letters, whatever letter it might be. Well, it's going to be one or one or the other, either right. a C or an A. <laughs> right. Um, we can narrow that down from the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'd be stunned if Wyatt Tizer doesn't make this team for August. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. Um, the other guys, um, I, I think it just depends. Um, looking at Jacob Truscott, Ian Moore, and, and, and Connor Kelly. Now, we talked about a lot of these guys last night. They've all been drafted. But that might come down to a left-right thing in the end. Um, because um, I, I kind of expect, and I think a lot of people do, Luke Middlestat to make this team. Yep, I do too. Even though he's eligible for both. Okay. Um, so that would take, you know, between Middlestat Kaiser and Clevin, that's three lefties. Faber being the only righty in that group. So, um, and at the same time, we'd also all be shocked. Now, maybe I shouldn't say all. There's so many good players here, but maybe the fact that Shai Booyam and Sean Barons are eligible for December breaks a tie somewhere along the line. I don't know especially since they're both lefties. Yeah, that's a tough one because Sean Barron's was on that roster last year. Right. Um, and and I, Matt and that might give him the edge and, yeah, and you know they might say shy you're <laughs> they, they might say shy you will see you in December. Right. Same thing with uh Brett Johnson, although he's righty. Okay. Um do I want to see as as a, as an ASU alum, do I want to see Ty Murchison in this team? Yeah, but uh, him being a lefty and being eligible for December, I think that stacks the odds against him. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, um, and then you go down and you look at all the other guys, all the other lefty defensemen. Um, I mean, even though he's eligible in December, how do you keep Luke Hughes off this team? You can't. You, you can't. Know, but you just can't have all lefties because that or, – or do you say, all right, we, we, we're pretty much – this is what we're going to do in December with Jack Pert and Hugh Hughes and 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 Shai Booyam. I mean, just because just so many of the – I mean, they're all high-end guys, right? But yep. The higher, higher-end guys, most of them are lefty. And that's got to be a factor. You know, this wasn't a factor 10 years ago. No, not not as much anyway. You know, ten years ago, you just if you played the you played your offhand or you played the other side, it just was. But coaches don't like to do that anymore. Yep, you're right. So it definitely is a factor. Well, that makes it even more interesting. Before you get to the forwards, let me uh, let me interject what I will see because. Uh, Thursday, there is a team practice from 10, uh, 
the 2022 team practice from 10:30 to 12:30. That'll be followed by the 2023 team evaluation scrimmage, which I think is just going to be thrilling. Um, Friday, the 2023 practice will happen in the morning, and uh, the 2022 inner squad scrimmage will uh, will happen in the afternoon, and then. Um, uh, Saturday uh, in the morning will be the 2023 team practice and the 2022 team practice. It's Sunday that uh, we really want to see, and I won't be there, unfortunately. The 2022 team versus the 2023 team, uh, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. They have them scheduled Sunday night. Um, of course. So so there'll be a heck of a battle, but I, I will see plenty. Uh, trust me, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So, um Okay, jump into the forwards. Who we got uh, making just one one trip to uh, the World Juniors? Well, see, here's here's where it, I mean you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Fourteen of the thirty-six forwards that were invited to this evaluation camp uh, are guys that are only eligible for August. Because they were 2002 birth years. Okay. All right. So that makes them 21. Right. Uh, as I look at the dates. Yeah. Because they're all, none of them are in December. Okay. So that I believe that would make them ineligible for the 2023 tournament. I believe you are correct on that. Okay. Um, and as you look, at the list here it is not as clear cut as the defensemen seem to be right uh like i said last night i i think um the forwards for the 23 tournament are will end up being the strength of that team while i think this team is defensively Stronger. This team, meaning the 2022 team. Yeah. But I would be stunned. I mean, we, we know Landon Slaggart, Brett Berard, and Thomas Bordelow are going to make this team. Yeah. And, and and we're pretty darn sure, almost as sure as that is, Matty Nyes will be on this team. And probably Matt Coronado. Yep. Okay. Um, you're a big fan of Luke Tuck, and I don't blame you. But I don't know if that's as clear cut. Although I know it's si- not as clear cut, but although I, I would think his he's size, make a run. His size at six two, two hundred and three pounds, is the biggest one of that group of August onlys. Well, except for Maddie Nice, but we already know he's going to be on this team. <laughs> He's a man, man among boys. Okay. Um, so then it comes down to, and unlike the defensemen, forwards are not as locked in to left and right as they used to be. Because, as you know, they don't, when, when they coach it now, when you used to, you know, when, when, when we were coaching, it was right wing, left wing, and center. Right. And you were a right-handed shot on the right wing and a left-handed shot on the left wing. 
Okay. Most of the time. Right. They don't look at it that way anymore. No, they don't. It's now F1, F2, and F3. Yep. So the, the handedness almost doesn't matter. Almost doesn't in the forward slot. Okay. Much more important, I think, on the defensive end. Uh, it, it only matters basically as, you, as a coach. You want to have a guy who's good on draws from both sides. One guy from the left, one guy from the right. So now here are the guys that, if I'm correct, and I, I might not be, but I think I am, that are going to be the guys with the most pressure because these are the guys that can only play in August. And some of these guys wouldn't have been on this, weren't on this team in, in, in last December. Okay, but you have Riley Duran, Josh Doan, Aiden Thompson, uh, Carter. I don't, I don't think Carter Mazur was on the team. Hunter McNown, Blake Biondi, Dominic James, and Mackie Samuskevich. All those guys will age out after August. So, once again, does that play a factor in who the coaches take? I don't know how it could, Paul. I really well, don't. because once again, now these guys are a little bit older. Right. Right. Uh, they've had another six months to develop physically. Most of them have had more experience at the college level. Right. Um, and I understand that that takes away some of the first round picks that came today or came this year. Like, say, Frank Nazar, who uh, was on the national development team and was a first-round pick by the Blackhawks. Okay, Isaac Howard was a first-round pick for Tampa Bay this year. Yep. Okay. A high first-round pick. So, so do these guys get hurt by the fact that they're also eligible? Heck, some of these guys might be eligible for 2024. Entirely possible. I mean, I don't know for sure. Well, here's what's going to happen. I Heck, think they even have be... a 2005 invited to this thing, and Ryan Leonard. I think, Paul, what they're going to do is they're going to lean. Uh, if there's a tie to be broken, they're going to lean with the guy that just has this year to go. Um, but you would they're think. Not, they're not going to take a player that's – they're not going to pass on a player that's better. It's like Connor right. Bedard up in Canada. They're they're going to find a spot for Connor Bedard because they know he's probably the best player on the roster. Well, he was that for the actual, you know, in December. <laughs> right. He was the best player we saw, period. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and, and this is and, – and I'll say this again. This is not a knock on any of these guys. It's just that when you watched – if you watched Canada at all, the puck was always on his stick. Well, always. It's, from what I understand, Paul, it's been on his stick since he was six. <laughs> if, if that late. I don't know, but it is. He was without question. And, I mean, I, I don't think it is. There is. I mean, it's it was crazy how much he stood out compared to everybody else. Yeah, he's just—he's just a generational talent. I know that I mean, he's crossed around a lot, but he is something else. 
you know, and whoever we'll, gets him in the draft next year will probably take him right away. <laughs> well, yeah, there won't be any questions. I mean, there, the tank talk has already started. I mean, it's not even it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. You know, even for Connor McDavid, you didn't hear the tank talk this early. No, no. And we're not going to sit here and say that teams are going to tank to try and get that first pick. That, that, that's against the nature of an athlete. It is. And but that doesn't it, it mean. It doesn't guarantee you that. That's the thing. Well, it also doesn't mean that the general manager is not trying to do that either. Right. But, I mean, it gives you a better chance. But that's all it is is a chance. I mean, you can go buy 100 lottery tickets, too. It doesn't mean you're going to win the jackpot. It just means you have a no. better chance. No, so, and and it's 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 funny because um, I saw one story today, and I don't know how many people they actually surveyed, but the the uh, narrative in that particular story was about two thirds of who they were talking to, and I don't know, maybe they were talking about to a dozen people or something, scouts or that whatever that nonsense, writers or whatever. They think that the Blackhawks are going to be the have the worst record in the league. Well, on paper right now, they don't look very good. Well, I just found it. You know, um, I just found it odd. And I guess it's because we pay more attention to other teams, but um, it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's crazy how much, he stood out Bedard over everybody else in December and in whatever yeah. games they played. It was just nuts. Yeah. Well, he stood um, out, Paul, as I told you at the under 18 world championships in Frisco uh, yeah. a couple of April's ago. I mean, it just like, I, you know, our mutual friend, and a good friend of the program. Um, I reached out to him directly and I said, what do you know about him? I'm talking about Victor. Right. And, I uh, figured that. And he jumped right out and said, um, yeah, I, I can tell you a lot about him. He played with my son <laughs> up in Vancouver. And uh, he said, and this is a quote from Victor, he said, you know, there are a lot of times you bring your kids to practice when they're young and you just drop them off and you come back and get them when it's over because practices are kind of boring. He said as soon as they put Connor Bedard on the ice, parents started sticking around for every practice because they wanted to see what he could do next. Yeah, and this I'd... was like at 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, so, and he hasn't gotten any worse. He's continued to get better. And uh, that makes him, you know, probably the best player on the planet uh, that's not a professional right now. Yeah, and no, I mean, and and don't think that whatever day next April or May or whenever they have that draft lottery, don't think that won't be big news. <laughs> It'll be huge news. It might be, be huge news. It, it'll be almost as big as as the playoffs themselves. Yeah, yeah, it definitely will. And because uh, it will if, absolutely if you change. Talk conspiracy theories. Just wait to see oh, who oh, finally oh, wins oh, that. Oh, you know they're going to be so. Oh, I can. I already. It's already. I promise you, it's probably already starting. Oh, it has started. There's no doubt, but it'll be really evident depending on who actually gets that pick and gets to select him first uh, next June. I mean, 
it could literally change the fortunes of an entire franchise. Of course. It's like getting Gretzky. You know, well, let's not, let's hold on. <laughs> Let Con. No, 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 I'm not comparing him to Gretzky. What I'm comparing him to is changing the fortunes like Gretzky changed the fortunes of the Edmonton Oilers. Right. And, and we so, all know, we all know what team needs that more than anybody. The New York Islanders? Well, I'll take them. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with that. If, if, you, if, you, if I would put up with another horrible season if you told me that was the end result, but um, uh, the island tank, tank for Connor. Not, you know, I don't think that'll happen. But uh, I don't think so either. Um, um, what team would that be then? Um. Well, let's just say they're a tenant. Okay. We'll just, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Speaking of tenants. Yeah. Um what do you know? Well, not that I know anything, oh. but my point is uh the landlord of that building uh, you know, might have played his way onto this team that he wasn't on the team in December with the year he had. Yeah. And our buddy Josh Doan. Yeah. You know, he might have played his way onto this team. The landlord of this. Uh, I love it. Next captain. Um, (laughs) He had a fantastic year with Arizona State. There was no doubt about it. No, I get it. And like I said, he may have played his way onto this team. He may have. Um, I will say that it's going to really be on him to prove it again this week. Because uh, like we've talked about, talent level is through the roof. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you just look at Denver's, uh, and and I'm throwing it out there because, A, I'm here, and B, they're the national champions. But you got uh, Sean Barron, Shai Booyam, um, Jack Devine, Carter Mazur, and um, Aiden Thompson, if you want to call him a pioneer. Those five um, are there and uh, competing. And, you know, we haven't even talked about a guy like Logan Cooley and what he's doing. Oh, no. I, I Listen, I, I mean, I'd i be shocked if he's not on this team. I don't but know once how he again, I don't know how he couldn't be. But once again, we're sitting here and 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 we're, we're looking at guys who coaches might see to fit a role. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. I was like, about this one. And I and I'll and I'll use this as this guy as an example, not because I want to kiss anybody's tuchus, but Andrew? it's huh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, take a guy like Jackson Blake for example. Oh, what'd you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Hunter McCown. No. No. Well, you know, Hunter's a different story because Hunter's in that non in that age out group. Right. And and he's a player that was not invited last year. Right. Was invited this year. And right. uh Coach Mayot has told us just how hard he's worked to uh to find a role and that but that's fine. We can you able- can use his him and his as an example too. That's fine. Um I was trying to find a guy who might sneak onto the two you know, the August team that that Well, Jackson Blake is that kid. There's no doubt about that. You know, um, and just because of the fact that 
he's got that penalty killer speed that you're looking for. Oh, he's got speed to burn at every aspect. Okay, whereas Hunter McNown is, is, is going to be more physical. So you might he might be a fourth line checking kind of guy. He definitely can do that. The one thing that he also gives you is a sniper with a very hard shot. Okay. Uh, the hard so, shot and accurate shot. These are the things that will affect those final decisions. Sure. Okay. And 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 we and and I'm not there's I, I guarantee you that everybody on this list would say, Oh, I'll do that to make the team. I'll do that to make the team. Okay. Um and we know that, but certain guys, it's got to be in your DNA, right? It's got to be in your personality. Yep. You know, and, and you're going to have to show it. Yeah, that's in, that's in these exactly evaluation the camps because you, yes. I guarantee you all of these players have had those conversations with the coaches. Okay. This is what you have to show to be on this team. And this is what you have to show to be on that team. And even in that, um, the two guys that are the youngest or the three guys that are there that are uh you know that haven't been and i'm and i'm talking specifically in this particular case about uh charlie strammel who might be the second or third pick in the 2023 draft behind bedard and a kid by the name of ryan leonard who was on the under 17 national development team program <laughs> I, I, he's a 2000 he's a 2005 uh, I, I don't see him being on the august team no, I don't either. But okay, that's but incredible that he's even there. Well, to me, this is a hey, we want you on the 2024 team, right? Guy, or but we want you to. Get... No, I'm. Well, he's a 2005 birth year. Why well, not? But he can so still he's be got three years to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, so these are the kind of guys that you're sitting there, and 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 that's what could make the difference. Because obviously, I think those will be the things that 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 be tie that'll be tiebreakers if it comes down to a two thousand two or a two thousand three kid. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm already chomping at the bit. I got seventeen hours of driving over two days, but it's you won't even notice totally, those. It's going to be totally worth it to get there and see this group because once again, I'll say it: it's going to be the best assembly of uh, junior hockey players uh, ever in the United States and uh, may challenge a lot for the, the most put together in the world when you stick them all together. So I know that's big talk, but boy, oh boy, there's so much talent, Paul. And you saw it in the draft. You see it in the NCAA. Um, you've seen it everywhere. Now it's time for them to put on the quote-unquote show at the evaluation camp and I'm thrilled to be able to see the uh, evaluation scrimmages, the inter-squad scrimmages, and uh, really the practices. And getting back to the Hunter McCown story again, if he makes it, it it's going to be for two reasons, I think. Number one, he's had Coach Mayotte teaching him what, what he needs to do to be considered. And secondly is he needs to go out and show it, that he's going to be a shot blocker, that he's going to be the penalty killer, uh, extraordinaire that he's going to be able to snipe his shot if he gets power play opportunities and and hit the net and not not miss the net and that that he can actually physically handle uh, players. So I, 
I mean, that's one thing I'm going to be looking at as Hunter almost immediately when I get there. Right. Because uh, I think he's an interesting story. And a guy that wasn't supposed to be there got invited there. And now he's there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that'll be a separate thing to look at for all of those guys that were invited between December and now. Sure. Absolutely. Along with the fact that you got two great coaches, you got Rand Pecknell uh, for the 23 team and, and yep. Nate Lehman for the 22 team. Yep. And uh, I, like I said last night's show, uh, I just think you can't go wrong with having two expert coaches like that, uh, their eyeballs on it, whether one's picking the 22 and one's picking the 23, but you just can't go wrong having nope. those extra set of eyes nope. to help you decide who's on what roster. Right. I agree. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on a second. You got more? Just okay. because one, one more thing, because we brought it up yeah. last night yep. and we did a little more reading. Um, and mostly because this fits into your slash coach powers uh, blueprint for jumping up. Okay. And we talked about last night really quickly. We just mentioned that. Uh, website it's reporting that uh, Binghamton University, upstate New York, where they're all already basically double-digit Division One hockey teams, with Army and LIU being the most southern of the eleven NCAA teams in uh, Division One teams in New York State. Um, that news came out of the president's report. Ooh. Yeah. Could be valid. Okay. Um, so it's not just random speculation. Okay. Nice. Uh, it says the university is currently conducting a study regarding the expansion of athletics to include men's hockey and women's field hockey. Interesting. Okay. Now, here's the, here's the part that you'll be interested in. Okay. Because it fits the quote-unquote Coach Power slash Scott requirements <laughs> for moving. Oh, he'll, he'll be thrilled to hear that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just well, throwing I... it in to stroke you a little bit because, yeah. you know, that's what we peasants do. Um, Binghamton uh, finished second in the collegiate hockey federation tournament next to behind losing to Georgia in the championship. Yeah. So they fit that mold of winning at the ACHA level. Kind of. They're not really ACHA, but yeah, I get your point. Okay. It's the, it, whatever you, you get the point. Yeah. Winning at the level that would be their next step. Okay, so it. I just wanted to throw that in there and just because it really throws monkeys into the wrench of all the various realignment stuff. If Binghamton was to do that, okay, uh, they are a member of the America East Conference. I assume that they all have the same rule about six teams being in as a in a sport automatically makes them have to be a conference like the big 10, but I could be wrong. This is something else we have to ask people. And the reason why I haven't asked it now is because it just came into my head, but 
Other members of America East that play D1 hockey, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and UMass Lowell. Yeah, so Binghamton think... would make five. Mm-hmm. And well, let, let Merrimack just... is only in that league for lacrosse, so who knows? Well, let me just tell you this. that the Two things that amaze me. Number one is that all of a sudden this taboo that was out there for years about Oh, you can't talk about going NCAA unless you're already ready to go. You can't talk about it. People are talking about it. Uh, the other thing is we know there has to be some sort of realignment, uh, and it's going to have to happen sooner rather than later because yep. you cannot continue to have this many uh, two things. You can't have this many independents, and you can't have this many teams in one league because it's just going to make it impossible to handle. I mean – uh, the Atlantic hockey is going to have to figure out something because you can't end up with all these teams competing for one automatic berth. They're, well, they're too good. Well, I also they're not th- going to make it through the, the uh, pairwise uh, if they don't win it because of the teams that they're playing. Well, I think it also could affect the ECAC. Of course it could. And, and maybe the Ivy Leagues. I don't know. But this is why when we talk about it, we say not one, but likely two realignments in the near future. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Good thing so we're uh, we're going to grow. We're going to get bigger. We're going to do it. So All right, I just wanted away, to get that friend. in. Take from the summer skate from the summer skate studios, analytics and eyeballs has been brought to you by Drury Inns and Suites. Drury Plaza Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotel, is booking now for stays starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to our $60 a month plan, which includes an Amazon Prime membership. See one of our stores for details. Buy Summer Skates. Whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game in style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See SummerSkates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. I am Drive. Supplement your fuels to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza. You'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the nearest location at jetspizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. And available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. All one word. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, Peacemakers, Hello, New Day. I will see you all and talk to you all tomorrow. 
from Kansas City, Missouri, as we bring you College Hockey West Live, the Tuesday night show. Paul, where are you going to be tomorrow? They don't let me out of my basement. I keep <laughs> telling you guys. I don't know why I don't believe it. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everybody.